0: This is the breakfast show with Lawson and Mon. Mm-hmm. Lawson,
1: yeah. What's up? Oh, a clue for the quiz. Yes. Oh, I'm keen to know what the next clue is because I still don't know why it's funny.
0: <laughs> this for you is the bigger. The bigger quiz is why it's funny. Yeah. Course,
1: like I know the number, but I'm not. Is this it? Is this is this, is this why it's funny? Is this what's going on? Okay, Am I clue standing, number sitting? four. I don't know.
0: The number of times God inscribed his commandments on tablets of stone for Moses.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Because that didn't just happen the one time. How many times did it happen? Give me a call if you know the answer. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's one 800 or you can text 0491 Today's prize is a copy of Real Peace, Real Answers. That took
1: all of my power not to say the answer. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we know that that's...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like... It gets it was, like that sometimes. coming so, out of it? my mouth. Yeah. Like, my, I started pronouncing it and then I was like, no, Lawson, you Don't need to it. stop.
0: It's been a while since I want to give the quiz away. We're getting pretty good at not giving yeah. away yeah. the quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively, Pat's on the back for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Unfortunately, someone will probably do it soon now. <laughs> anyway, the it's the time to the commentator's jump- curse. Huh?
1: The commentator's curse, as they say. Oh, is that what it is? Do you, have you heard of that? In no, sporting never. events, if the commentator starts talking about how well someone's doing, they, they oh, do Oh, they, they
0: beef it up? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. It
1: happens all the time. So, I'm, I'm just an avid MotoGP watcher, and it happens all the time. It's like, no, obviously not because the commentator, like screwed them up like they can't hear the commentator but it's just like
0: it's just a sequence of things yeah
1: it's just how it goes like commentator will be talking someone up and they'll crash and the thing is is that the commentator won't talk someone up and they'll crash but you just notice it when the commentator talks someone up and then right, they crash. Right, gotcha, you know? gotcha. Yeah, so, then they yeah, say, yeah. oh, it's the commentator's curse. But it's like, no, it's just people crash. Cause I wonder if really has it been like
0: sportsmen who have been like, don't commentate when it's me. Because I don't want to crash because I of don't want to crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: imagine it would be super hard to be like, because there's, you know, the live commentary that they do when you go to like the NRL, for example. And everyone in the crowd is listening to a live Commentary blaring over the speakers, but like there isn't really loud motorbikes that these guys are on. So the guys who are playing rugby, for example, are listening to the commentators it as well. So irritating! Like, oh, and Harry Kane has the ball. And, well, that's you know Premier League football. Harry Kane gets the ball, and it's like Harry Kane's listening to someone yell about him getting the, the ball. ball. And it's like oh, Man, to be
0: a sports person, you must have to like really just be able to tune people out. Yeah, so much.
1: yeah. That's that's stay in the game st- keeping as what it's what's called focus yeah. which is something we're getting increasingly terrible at yeah but it's 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 a very valuable skill I wish I still possessed it because you know we're just talking about gaming addiction and all that stuff man uh-huh. focus is like people are like yeah if you play lots of video games you get really focused it's like nah no, you're focused in video games because it draws you in, but yeah. it makes it so much harder to focus on anything yeah, else. But we have come to the time where we're just time here to having focus.
2: With we should, with God.
1: should be having a Bible study, be yes, talking about going. encounter with God. What were we talking about yesterday, Monica?
0: We were talking about... Lawson's got the funniest expression on his face because he knows I've forgotten, but I am trying to remember at the last second so I can say uh, uh, uh,
3: it. Li- z- li- Eli-
1: Elijah. Elijah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: sorry, there you are. Yeah. But what was the theme?
1: The the whole theme. We, well, like... Kind of took it in a little little direction. Because
0: um, we were happy we were able to talk about something that we knew about. Oh no, that was the other day when we talked about hospitality.
1: No, 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 no. Well, the thing was, is like I was happy on the hospitality day because you know I could talk about something I knew about. But I was also I was talking yesterday about how I'm happy to talk about Elijah because and but because this topic is actually a Bible study on the on Elijah. Yeah. And how that relates to family is this whole concept of the the prophecy about Elijah that was given in Malachi chapter four and verse six, where the Bible says, "And he will turn the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers." And how that's a reference about how you know the the most successful we can be in life, like, is is by turning back to God. And that's what Elijah's call was. And I mentioned this whole concept of how there's three Elijahs in the Bible, and we said that the first Elijah was in fact Elijah, and his call was to turn people back to god you know at the time that he was um a prophet you know king ahab was ruling um he was very much playing into paganism and and just every terrible iniquity you could think of human sacrifice child sacrifice um incest like you know sexual immorality like all these terrible things um that was very much being fueled remember we talked about yesterday about his wife jezebel and how um Sometimes it's not good to get married, and um, it's definitely his his case. Like, mm-hmm. you know, his <laughs> I made the, the joke yesterday. His problem was that he was married, but, of course, the problem was not that he was married because marriage is being given to us by God, but that he was married <laughs> to, the <wrong laughs> to the wrong person, yeah. to the wrong person, someone who it's, was and it's, leading him astray.
0: And it's terrible to think that, you know, a bad marriage can not only affect the two people in it, it can actually affect an entire nation, which is what the marriage of Jahab um, and Isabel <laughs> Ja and As- Az- Ahab. Ahab and Jezebel, not Ja but Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so Ahab and Jezebel, their marriage, um, the 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 stench of it just permeated an entire nation.
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It just had such a huge effect <coughs> on the on the state. Of, of Israel and, 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 and their spiritual state <laughs> Oh man We're just out here, we're struggling we? yeah, We're yeah. trying to keep it together <laughs>
0: Sneeze and cough and, and know, carry on
1: You know, that, such is life It's it's winter at the moment here in Australia yes, If you're is. listening from right across the world And wondering like, why are these people so sick um, No, it's not because We're bi- vitamin B12 deficient Or anything um, It's because <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> I First of
0: all, I'm not sick I just sneezed
1: Okay. no, You sick. I
0: refuse to get sick this year. That's. You it know, was literally my. Um,
1: I identify as not sick. New Year's
0: resolution. Yeah, I, I. identify as not sick. It's <laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah. Carry on.
1: So we were talking about Elijah and his role. His calling was to turn the hearts of the people back
0: mm-hmm. to the
1: ordinances of, of God, to what God Roman wanted cause. them to be, to be, and what God had called them to be, because Israel was God's chosen people to bring the message of His love and His you know saving messiah to the world and while they were you know under king ahab and queen jezebel and you know following paganism they weren't living up to that call and we talked about you know the epic showdown the original you know back of school battle um that was the the whole mount carmel experience where they you know they call fire down from heaven super super powerful story in the bible about you know how God is just by far and away powerful than, you know, than, than anything else, than anyone else. Um, oh, yeah.
0: And you said there was three Elijah. And then I said, yes,
1: there's a third Elijah. So we talked about the second Elijah then. And do you remember who the second Elijah was?
0: Um, he was the Elijah. Um,
1: of the first coming. Of the f- Yeah. Yeah. And what was his name? Elijah. No, the Elijah of the first coming of Christ.
0: John the Baptist. John the Baptist, yes. <laughs>
1: so he talked about how this. there was this second Elijah, and we, we see that fleshed out in the prophecy, you know, the prophecy that's given to us in Malachi chapter 4 and verses 6 is "He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children um, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest they come strike the earth with a qu- curse. That wasn't the verse I was supposed to read. The verse I was supposed to read was, Behold, I send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming and the great and the dreadful day of the Lord. And we saw how all surrounding Elijah, I mean, John the Baptist and Jesus himself, um, like, people thought John the Baptist was, you know, the resurrection of Elijah. Um, he wasn't. He was John the Baptist, but he was literally prophesied to be this second Elijah. And Jesus himself said that John the Baptist was um, the second Elijah. But now we talk about the third Elijah. Elijah Who is- part three. Mm-hmm. Who we're going to be considering the prophecy in Malachi chapter six? We're going to be looking at some different Bible verses, trying to understand. Okay, who exactly, who exactly is, <coughs> sorry, who exactly is this third Elijah? And you know, well, the thing to I think the the principle to understanding the third Elijah is that the second and the third Elijah, um, the prophecy goes in Malachi, is that they will come to prepare a way for the Lord you know to to make way for the lord uh that you know but they'll be they'll come before the great and dreadful day of the lord and we know that the first coming already happened so this third elijah has to be hanging out around the time of the second coming that's when this third elijah has to come about and what will that elijah's message be a little
0: so I guess it's the same one, turn the hearts of the people to, the, to God.
1: To God, right?
0: So you're saying the third Elijah hasn't even arrived on the scene yet.
1: Well, what I'm saying is actually they're right here right now. <gasps> or they could be. What? And we have to look and we have to identify, is there a third Elijah in this world who is working to turn the hearts of the people back to the Father. We're going to be uh, considering that, looking at that, going over in this Bible study. Who is turning the hearts of the fathers to the children?
2: You're listening to
0: Faith FM, positively different radio. So I guess for those people who aren't sort of up on their Bible study speak, when you say first, second, third Elijah's, like, can you maybe just explain a little bit about okay. what that actually means because you know some people might think there's actually three Elijah's hanging out
1: Yeah okay so we actually and this is uh, you know no reincarnation no fault to you if you thought that because this is something this is exactly what the Jews thought um, when they received the prophecy from Malachi essentially there was a guy named Elijah he um, did an amazing work in restoring Israel as we've just talked about. He turned the whole nation of Israel back to God. And then there's a prophecy in Malachi, which came after Elijah. You know, we I talked yesterday about how you know we see the prophecy of Cyrus given in Isaiah, that was literally Isaiah was like, "Yep, there's a guy named Cyrus. He's going to be the king of Persia. He's going to take over the world." And that prophecy was given a few hundred years before that happened. Whereas a prophecy about Elijah coming came after Elijah had ascended into heaven. You know, after Elijah had lived his life. And so, you know, the Jews thought from that, oh man, there's going to be a resurrection of Elijah. You know, he's going to come down from heaven before Jesus comes. But no, what we talk about when we talk about the first, second, and third Elijah is yes, this prophecy given in Malachi chapter four and verses six, where the Bible says, behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So, you know, that's given after the Elijah. So essentially there will be someone coming with the same message of Elijah and in the same way that Elijah did, he'll be turning people back to God before the coming of God. And so that's why we're referencing them to be the first Elijah, the second Elijah, and the third Elijah. Just to clarify, the first Elijah was Elijah himself. The second Elijah, we worked out yesterday, who came at the first coming of the Lord, which was, you know, Jesus' birth on this earth, you know. Um, Two thousand years ago, that Elijah was John the Baptist. Jesus Himself says that He's John. You know, John the Baptist is the Elijah who was to come. Um, but now we're going to be talking about a third Elijah.
0: So you could you could almost say that uh, Elijah's name has sort of also become a title of a job, like saying they're you know, the first, second, and third president of such exactly. And such. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah.
1: that's such a good point. I should have I should have thought yeah. of that. So
0: his, his the 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 role that he played, his name. Has become the job title.
1: Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't have said it better. Why are you so smart? Like, oh, oh, this is why you're here. This show. is this is why this is why Monica's <laughs> here because she keeps me on on the tracks. You know, we're we're, 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 we're keeping it on the Speaking rails. Speaking of
0: here. staying on tracks, mm-hmm. tell us about Third Elijah.
1: Okay, Third Elijah. So we know that the second Elijah came before the first coming of the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Now, there's a third Elijah that is to come before the second coming of the Lord. Um, I said yesterday, I'm a very, very proud, very patriotic Seventh-day Adventist because I am someone who believes that Jesus Christ is coming soon, and we can see that around the world, and I would love to sit down with anyone and do a Signs of the Times second coming Bible study with them and show them how relevant the Bible is and that you know we are truly living in the last days of earth's history and and that, that, you know, God is coming to save us and restore this earth. Of course, uh, in the first quarter of this year, we were studying through the book of Revelation, talking about exactly that thing, how God is so amazing and he's given us all this prophecy to show us, like, I am coming soon to save you. And and we, we read in, in, in Revelation chapter twenty one and verse four where it says, you know, there'll be no more crying nor pain nor suffering for the former things have passed away. God is coming to, to clean up this earth, and the mechanism in which he uses to do that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um and so, because of that, we know, you know, and that that's specifically referenced as the Lord's coming. We know that hey, there's going to be Elijah an Elijah before this time. I want to read this passage again. Malachi, I've already read it a couple times in, you know, last, yesterday and already in this Bible study. Um, but I want to read this passage again. Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 to 6. And actually, Monica, could you, could you read that one for me, please? Malachi chapter
0: 4, verse
1: 6. Yes. No, but we're going to actually... So, we've been reading verses 5 and 6. But now we're going to start in verse 4. And we're going to be reading verses 4, 5, and six.
0: Remember to obey the law of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the ch- hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Mm. Did you say verse? Oh, yeah, that says verse.
1: Yep, six, yep, yeah. so four to six. So one of the identifying characteristics we see here, sorry, of this third Elijah, it says here, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded you. Um, The reason why God is saying this is to give us an identifying characteristic, right? Because the the thing that the Jews were asking, the thing that the Jews were asking when, when John the Baptist came on the scene was, they, they were constantly wondering, is this guy the Elijah who was supposed to come? And they were doing that by scrutinizing his actions. We talked about yesterday how, um, oh, well, actually, no, we didn't. This is a conversation I uh, had with someone else. This, I'm, I'm mixing up my wires here. But I, 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 uh, I had a conversation with someone that went along the lines of like, you know, the Bible says that John the Baptist came, you know, neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon, then the Son of Man comes eating and drinking, they say he's a glutton and a wine-bibber, ultimately, because people were looking for this Elijah. They're like, oh, which one, Who's the one who keeps the commandments? Who's the Elijah who's supposed to come before the Lord? Um, and there's a direct reference here. It says, "Remember the law of Moses, my servants." It's like, okay, so here is your identifying characteristic: someone who is keeping the law of God. Who is, in in fact, they're upholding the law of God. That's a part of their message to come back. To the law of Moses. That's what they're going to be, keeping the law of God, and they're going to be promoting the law of God. How do we know they're going to be also promoting it? Well, it says, you know, in um, in your translation in verse 5, it says they'll be preaching, you know, they'll be preaching about this this coming of the Lord. So, this is, a you know, a, a person or a group of people who are representing God. They're promoting the law of Moses. Essentially, you know, when we talk about the, laws of, the law of Moses, we're not talking about a law that Moses Made up, but we're talking about the, the law that Moses received from God on the tablets of, of stone, the Ten Commandments of God that were given um, to his people, which, um, you know, is, we talked about yesterday the benefits of keeping the Ten Commandments, how incredible that is, and, and how, you know, God just wants to bless us mm, so blessings. much, you know, the, the inherent blessings that come from keeping the law of God. So, this will be a people, yes, who will be promoting the law of Moses, they'll be preaching about it, and they'll be making a way for the return of God. They'll be saying, God is coming soon, essentially. There is a direct parallel of this of this statement in Revelation chapter 14, and this is where this Bible study is going. We're going to be identifying, then, an end-time people. We're going to be seeing, okay, who is what is this message? you know who are these people we're going to be seeing it in revelation chapter 14 which if you have been a faithful listener you've been listening you you would have been listening to our series on revelation and you would have heard us talk about this very thing the three angels messages the people you know who will be giving that message and what those messages were and how they're so relevant to our time but let's start reading um in revelation chapter 14 Monica, could you read verses 1 to 5 for me, please? Then
0: I saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. This great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the 24 elders. No one could learn this song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. They have kept themselves as pure as virgins, following the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been purchased from among the people on the earth as a special offering to God and to the Lamb. They have told no lies. They are without blame.
1: Mm. So we see here this, there's this group of people. They're the 144,000. And these are the people who specifically... Do not taste taste death um, before coming to heaven, essentially. This this is how we identified this in our study of Revelation. Um, these are the people who do not see death and who are saved. Uh, we you know, there's that amazing prophecy and, and promise in, in Thessalonians first Thessalonians chapter four, where it says, you know, that the that you know, the the living will by no means precede the dead and you know, Christ will raise those from the dead who are who are um, who are saved in Him, and then, you know, we will all come together in the clouds. But there is a group of people who are alive at the end of time. And we're going to see the message that those group of people, those group of people who aren't defiled, who, who are truly following God, the message that they're preaching. But we're going to come back to this after this. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of a song break here. This is Watermark uh, with the song Captivate Us.
2: Your face is beautiful And your eyes are like the stars Your gentle hands have healing They're inside the scars Your loving arms, they draw me near And your smile, it brings me peace Draw me closer, oh my Lord. Draw me closer, Lord, to Thee. And captivate us, Lord Jesus. Set our eyes on You. Devastate us with Your presence. Breath and shadow, I will come close and abide. You whisper love and life divine, and your fellowship is free. Draw me closer, oh my Lord. Draw me closer, Lord, to thee. Set our eyes on you Devastate us with your presence falling down And rushing river, draw us nearer Holy fountain, consume us with you and consume consume us us with with you, and captivate us, Lord Jesus, with you, captivate us, Lord Jesus, with you.
0: Breakfast show. This is Encounter with God Lawson. We're about to dive into something. Yeah. There.
1: Yes. Yes. Let's just let's just let's just jump, jump. in. Let's just dive into the uh, conclusion of our Bible study. So this third Elijah, mm. we know that someone who preaches um, and upholds and um, calls someone back to God and specifically His commandments. Um, we know that you know he is someone as Elijah was and as John the Baptist was, who is putting themselves in the public light. And who is who is openly preaching. They are they are proclaiming God's message and they're also proclaiming the coming of the Lord. And we see here there's this one hundred and forty four thousand, and they're the people who don't taste death. Um But we jump then to verse six, and there's like a bit of a bit of a chronological step going here, a little a bit of a you know, the hundred and forty four thousand, the statement about that is a little bit parenthetical. And then we get to verse six and we see This message of the 144,000, but more specifically, the message of the end-time people of God. The message of the the people who are following God in the end times. What are they preaching? And we start reading in verse 6. And actually, yeah, Mon, I'll get that you to read that for me.
0: And I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to everyone who belonged to this world, to every nation, tribe, mm. language, and people.
1: Okay, I'll stop you right there. So, this angel he's carrying a message from God the everlasting gospel as my translation said or the the eternal good news which is a little bit more of a literal translation of of the you know the word gospel is the greek word for good news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the good, the eternal good news which of course is about jesus is about his you know burial death resurrection but this is this is specific to the end time because this angel he's carrying it to it and he's about to proclaim it to ever you know he's about to give it to you know, the people to proclaim to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So this is the message that God will be preaching at the end time. Um let's continue reading. Pick it up in verse seven.
0: Oh, where's verse seven? Oh, here we go. Fear God, he shouted, give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water.
1: Mm. Oh, I love that verse. You know why? That verse is the single longest direct quote to the Old Testament in the Bible. You know which verse it's quoting from?
0: Oh, which one?
1: Exodus chapter 20, verse 8.
0: Oh, Do you know what that is? That's the Ten Commandments, right?
1: Yeah. The Seventh you know which No. Not Ch- the sim- chapter, chapter 20 and verse 8. It's the fourth commandment. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, uh, honor thy mother and father one.
1: No, 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 no,
0: What's the fourth commandment?
1: Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. That's Six days you shall time. labor. Said the, said you the, said the seventh commandment. I
0: mean, the seventh day...
1: Remember I mean. the Sabbath to That's keep it holy. you you so wrong. Remember <laughs> the Sabbath wrong. to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, for the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your donkey, nor no sorry nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, and then rested the seventh day, and there, oh, I am getting a bit cloudy here. But it's, low, then it says, but then, "But then he said, then he, you know, then he blessed and hallowed it." Um, and and it's essentially this is the single longest quote to the to the Ten Commandments, and it's about the Sabbath Commandment. And this is a direct reference here. What is the first message of the first angel? What is the message that God's end time people, the third Elijah, are going to be bringing? go back to the Ten Commandments, and specifically the Sabbath. Like, God's law is to be upheld and kept. Um, You know why? Because God wants us to keep it. We talked about how it's a blessing. It's amazing. It is like the best thing ever. God cares about us so much that He gives us a standard in which we can live by to better our lives, you know? And it's like, this is the first call that the first angel makes, and this is the message of Elijah. This is the message of the third Elijah. This is the message that you know that Malachi chapter four and verse six prophesied that God's end time people that are making the way for Him would be proclaiming this powerful message of of coming back to Him. We know that uh, this is something I don't necessarily want to get into now because I don't have the time. But you know, the second angel's message: Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink the wine of the wrath of God. This is talking about false worship and how false worship systems have intoxicated people to moving away from God just as they did in the time of Elijah. Um, just as false worship systems that were promoting uh, sexual immorality and child sacrifice and all these different things that were pulling the people away from God and it was making them forget who they were. They were go- it was making them lose sight of their spiritual state, which was, which was you know, they're God's people on earth. Babylon, this this false worship system is doing the same thing. And the you know, the 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 end time message of the third Elijah is to, to pull people away from that, to come out of her, my people, you know. And then we see the, the last message of the of, of the three angels. The third angel's message it says, If anyone worships the beast in his image, he will receive the mark. On his forehead and on his hand, he himself shall also drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. I do not have the time to get into everything that means, but it's essentially, look, don't get trapped by falling into the commandments of man, Mm. because, man... You'll end up in a word of hurt, world of hurt. And why? Like, as we've been talking about, keeping the commandments that God are inherently a blessing. They'll make your life better. Keeping the commandments and the statutes of men, you know, receiving the advice of men, sitting in the, in the counsel of men, in the seat of the scornful, as the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, men, you will be led astray. Just go back to God. Go back to God. Go back to what His Word says. Go back to Him. And then in verse 12, of this, this end-time message of the third Elijah that we see in Revelation 14. In verse 12, it, it gives a little, bit of an, uh, a little bit of a commentary of what the people proclaiming that message will look like. It says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. And it's like, what is this all about? Who is this third Elijah? It's a group of people who are proclaiming to the world to come back to God. And how are they doing it? They're saying that God's commandments are good and holy and just, as the whole Bible says. And they're turning people back to him, back to his statutes, back to his judgments and saying, man, come and get blessed. Like, wouldn't you want to be a church? Wouldn't you, you know, if you're a Christian out there, wouldn't you want to be part of a church who is just like, look, come and receive blessings from God. That's who God's end time people are. And, and I can honestly say with, with absolute absolute confidence that I I believe that I, you know, I'm receiving that, you know, I'm a part of that movement of the third Elijah, an order of people who are calling people to to be ready for his second coming, to come back to his commandments. Um, It's so powerful. And I I just thank God every day that, wow, I can work for a church who is calling people um, back to God and I'm just like I'm just so happy, especially you know I, I praise God, you know from the from the circumstance that I've come from, not being a Christian, to the circumstance that I'm now in, being a Christian. You know I'm not lost in in fables and 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 in different you know man's commandments, but I'm just you know going to the Word every day and and then sharing that with others. And, and God is blessing and oh, just man, I could just talk you know in circles for hours about how blessed I am by by knowing that God is good and that He has a message for His people and He has a plan for them and He wants to bless them and He is with us and He is coming back soon to take us to heaven and, and that's, that's who we are, that's where we are and I just call anyone who's out there, you know, I've said a lot of different things, I've brought up a lot of different topic topics but if you're out there, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, I just want to truly come back to God and be ready for His second coming, man, you can pull over the car and pray to Him now and say, God, you know, Take me on that journey of coming back to you, of coming back to you and your commandments and your statutes. Um, Help me to be, you know, a follower of you. Get in contact with us. We want to put you on that journey, 1-800-324-843. We want to give you Bible studies. But thank you so much for joining us with Encountering God. Uh, We've got Question of the Day coming up after this.
2: you mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Seventh Day Adventist Church Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales
3: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile
0: Are you looking for free wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays?
3: Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine year olds
0: What do you mean frog lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians?
3: no Frog stands for fully relying on God, and this holiday's theme is dare to be different.
0: Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts, and snacks.
3: This is a one day only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9 a.m.
0: To register your kids, call 0411 22760. The
3: address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland.
0: Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited.
3: That number again, 0411 222 760.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it falling.
0: back to the breakfast show we're up to our question of the day but before we do that i'm going to give another clue for our oh, quiz. yes you and this is the final is this uh, where it gets funny i might have to explain it to you offline okay, okay. if uh, if no one answers this one um in time but the the last clue is before we start making homemade clues uh the number of new testament books written by luke
1: Ooh, that's a good, that's a good clue. Mm, yeah, I like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Okay, question of the day. Uh, so someone has clearly been listening to our Bible study mm-hmm. and uh, asked the question of you, Lawson. Yes. About the third Elijah. Mm-hmm. And they asked, so does that mean that we are the third Elijah?
1: Okay, I'm going to do a short answer, long answer. Short answer is, um, uh, yeah. Long answer is well. The short answer is, yeah. If you do the things that the Third Elijah does, the long answer to that is, what is it that the Third Elijah does? And we've just we've just gone over this. This is a group of people who preach coming back to God. Essentially, they preach restoration of His Church. They preach the the uh, the returning to keeping His laws and His statutes. Um, they preach uh, that we are you know preparing. A way for the Lord to come. Um, so, if you're a part of a faith group who is doing all those things, they're actively keeping and upholding the commandments of God. They're preaching that the Lord is coming soon, and they're making away from Him. You know, for Him. Um, well, then, yes, you are a part of this third Elijah group. You know, that is the. That is the biblical, uh, I, I guess the the biblical mandate. It's like, okay, who is this third Elijah group? Well, it's it's the people who who do those things. Um, and we see them in you know in in Revelation 14, the sort of nitty gritty, what you know what that specifically looks like. Um, there's a call to return to His commandments in the fullest sense, which is the call to keep the Sabbath as well. Um, as I said, it's the lo- the single longest quote from the Old Testament um, in Revelation is from the Sabbath commandment. Um, and we see that there is also a call to come out of Babylon, to come out of spiritual falsehood, to come out of false systems of worship. If you are preaching this message or you're part of a group of people who is preaching this message, well then, yes, you're a part of this third Elijah group. And if you are preaching, preaching his judgment you know which is all wrapped up and then where, where it talks about the the mark of the beast and his forehead on his hand you know uh, the wrath of God poured out full strength in the cup of his indignation if you are preaching that there is a judgment of God in which we will stand before and the only way we will stand before it is you know with the with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, if you are preaching you know that there is this this judgment of God that we have to go through um, well then you're a part of this third Elijah movement too you know, I I wish I had the time to really, you know, and we've already, we had four months to do this to get into the Book of Revelation and to really expound who we, you know, I, I I couldn't just straight up say, oh yeah, it's the Seventh Day Adventist Church right now to you. I think that would be that would be wrong of me because I don't I I, I don't have the time to responsibly go through and show you that, but. That's what I believe. Um, that's what we studied when we went through the book of Revelation. And, and uh, yeah, if you have any questions about that, in fact, if you want me to give you a Bible study on this, whether it be you live in Newcastle or you want to do it over the phone, give me a call. Uh, we'll call FaithFM one 800 324 843 And I will happily sit down with you and give you a Bible study. Like, that is literally my job. I get paid for it. I didn't get paid for it for a long time. I just love doing it because, you know, God has put a call on my heart to, to teach people the Word of God. And... Uh, for a long time I did that uh, without getting paid but now I'm getting paid for it so there's no excuse for me not to give you a Bible study I am here I'm ready I'm waiting give us a call 1-800-324-843 and of course you can just call us up about anything if you have any questions for question of the day give us a call or you could text in 0491-064-669 is the line to text in you can Give us questions on anything, and we will not shy away from uh, answering them. If, if it's a question about the Bible,
0: well, it can be a question about life as well. But yeah, yeah. we'll answer it from a Christian and biblical su- sus- mm. perspective. Perspective, and uh, yeah, definitely give biblical evidence for for those questions. Uh, but stay tuned. This is Savannah Ellis with more about Jesus. <laughs>
2: grace to other shots.
0: You back to the end of the breakfast show. Uh, Lawson, it's time for us to give away a freebie. Oh, yes. I love freebies. Mm-hmm. I love giving them away. It's one of my favorite things to do on this show today. We have a book, Decoding Bible Prophecy, for, by Ron E. M. Clousey. So if you'd like a copy of this book, you just have to be the first person to call right now. 1 800 Faith, FM is our number. 1 800 324 843. Snap up a copy of Decoding Bible Prophecy. Mm. Uh, really great book. Uh, it talks about, you know, um, the stuff in Revelation and, and, the, and the book of Daniel, um, all about uh, prophecy and the prophetic... Verses in the Bible that can be confusing to some extent. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit about that today, some of the prophecies we were going over, but you know, the prophecy about Elijah and his return, well, his job title, Return. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book will go into that in, more in depth. Uh, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, first person through. We'll snap up a copy of Decoding Bible Prophecy.
1: Bam, there you go.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Of course, if you would like to learn more about the Bible, we are so open to that happening. Uh, we can set you up with Lyle's Bible studies that he mm-hmm. wrote. He wrote a series of Bible study guides. Um, they're just like a set of small booklets, really, and uh, and you can like you know knock out one and a half an hour. And um, and they're called the Prophetic Codes. That's mm-hmm. Lyle's particular one. Uh, you could also uh, take up Lawson on his offer of doing yeah. a Bible study with Let's him. Go. Yeah, just give us a call here. You know, we can set you up with studies uh, online, in paper form, um, in person with a, with a Bible teacher like Lawson. ...or even in a group setting, you know, mm-hmm. a Bible class, uh, taking Bible lessons. Um, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, uh, we can make this happen. There's uh, Bible teachers everywhere that are just happy and willing and all for free, by the way. There's not, you don't have mm-hmm. to pay to, to send the Bible at all. Uh, so give us a call here. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Um, or you can give us a, a text, 491 669 Uh, You have a wonderful, blessed day. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news.